Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. In my last episode, I kind of went... Well, I explained my whole situation regarding why you're not going to be hearing my car rumbling in the background anymore. That was a bit of a short episode just to kind of get you back into the swing of things. But today we're going to be doing a full in-depth review because today, or rather I should say a couple weeks ago, Toyota, one of the bigger automotive brands, announced a new replacement or rather a refresh for one of their more popular vehicles. The brand new 2022 Toyota Tundra. Now the Tundra has always been a bit of a, a poor man's truck, if you will. Now we all think of brands like Ford and Ram and Chevy, but Toyota's always been the kind of uh, the cheap offering, the economical offering, and it's always been a little bit stripped down. This newer model attempts to rectify a lot of those problems by basically beefing it up. The exterior overall in this truck actually looks... Well, honestly, not bad. It's got that common gigantic grill on the front of it, which I'm a little leery of, personally. I only imagine what kind of thing that happens when you hit something with that thing, but it's just... I just I don't know. I don't care for the large grills. I mean, overall, I don't think they look terrible. I mean, if you're looking for an aggressive look, I think it accomplishes that. But overall, it's not like it's something that's preferable to me at all, at least. But overall, the truck doesn't look bad. It's got some nice designs. I like kind of the fender flourish designs around the fenders and that. And overall, it's just a good looking truck. In the rear and that, it's got a pretty futuristic looking tailgate and that. And yeah, overall, I can't say it's a bad redesign. The old one was a bit bland and boring. And this one kind of kicks it up a notch with something a little bit more futuristic and almost a little nicer than even its competitors. Now, overall, it offers some pretty decent powertrain trains as well. I believe it's got a twin-turbo V6, which makes, I think, 350, 340 horsepower and 400 pounds of torque, something like that. A pretty decent level of offering. And if I remember correctly, it also has a 2.7 liter option, which is down about 23 horses, but it's not bad overall. But the big deal of this thing is the extra 48 horsepower you can get out of the V6 paired with a permamagnet electric motor, whatever the hell that means, with a 10-speed automatic. This adds to 437 horsepower and I think closer to 580 pounds of torque, even 13 more than forward's power boost. And just like every Toyota, it offers a pretty decent, it kind of depends upon what you buy, but it can range from about 17 to even 20 miles per gallon, or even I think 20 or 23 even for one of the higher ranked models. I think that's the hybrid if I remember correctly. Moving on to the interior, it's got a pretty good re-refresh. At least the pictures I've seen in that and a few options I've seen as well give it a pretty decent look. It's kind of almost standard. It's got that standard little two-sectioned off center console. It's got a pretty large navigation screen. Kind of just looks like a tablet tacked onto it again, but I hate to say that's what they're all looking like, unfortunately. Rather hideous. Um, I'm not a big fan of the shifter knob choice. It 
it's a very squared off interior, let's just say that, and the shifter knob tends to, well, go with the flow of that. The, well, the Toyota truck's always been followed that kind of squarish design, and it, I, I don't know, I'm not sure why you do it with the shifter knob. It looks a little wonky and weird, but what you gonna do? Um, I like the fact they still included knobs and buttons in the thing, because, well, I don't believe in full touchscreens, as I think it's stupid and useless. And overall, I think, the only other complaint otherwise I could have is I think that the center console screen for the tachometer and all that stuff that people actually care about, well, that is about a fraction of the size of a normal vehicle. Normally, it kind of spans the whole dash, but this, this barely looks like it's wide enough to fit in the steering wheel. It's a little tiny overall. It's got some pretty decent wood grain trim kind of looking stuff and a kind of pretty nice interior. Overall, I have to say, it is a nice truck. The problem I have with it is, this is the truck that's supposed to compete with its competitors. Now the problem is it does that, but nothing more. The problem is when Chevy and Ford and all that and even Ram have already gone through a redesign, Toyota was still using the same trucks. And Ford and Chevy and Ram are already a couple years into their model year and probably are starting to look at possibly even some refreshes already. And Toyota just barely got theirs in. So the problem is it catches up to its competitors, but in a few years, it might already be past, or rather, it might already be left behind by its competitors. It's got matching torque ratios, matching towing capabilities, decent touchscreen, decent navigation, but nothing that stands out as unique or special. Like Ram had their giant screen and a pretty decent horsepower engine, a big V8 to compete with Chevy, and Ford, well, they got a techno gizmos rammed up to the wazoo, and with their new Lightning coming out, well, that's even more. But... Toyota's kind of being left in the dust, unfortunately. There's nothing really to compete with its competitors. It's just kind of, well, there. It's caught up with them, but the problem is it's nothing that stands out. The price tag, unfortunately, is going up quite a bit as well, so it's not like it's cheaper than its competitors like it used to be. Overall, I'd say the truck is good. I'm not going to say it's great. I'm going to give it an average score because at the end of the day, it's about the same price and about the same options and about the same everything for all its competitors. Nothing stands out. I wouldn't say anything's unique. Overall, like I said, average score. Personally, I'm just not impressed with it. Don't get me wrong. It's a great looking truck. Even the interior is pretty decent. But it just doesn't stand out. Now on to some automotive news, shall we? Nissan. Nissan overall, I would say, is a company that's kind of like Kia. It's been catching up to the competitors lately, and it's been kind of making itself known as a bit of a name brand, personally. I actually test drove a couple of Nissans a while back, and I was actually pretty impressed with them. Nissans are always kind of a middle-board kind of Kia-like auto brand that I kind of recognized it as, but it, it caught my eye. And in recent news, there's a recent push well, there's this, not necessarily, but there's a push, or rather, well, they announced it, let's face facts. Nissan has announced that they're by 2030, they're pushing to have almost 40% of their fleet sales be all electric. And if I remember correctly, they said they're going to announce at least four or five new electric cars. Nissan is the most recent brand to be kind of pushing the whole electric car craze. Now Dodge and everybody else and Stellantis is getting into it. I think Dodge has got their e-muscle car or whatever they're calling that thing coming out soon so i mean I, at the end of the day like i said i'm not the fan of electric i don't think it's a solution people are looking for but if you're looking for performance and you're looking for a luxury it might not be a bad option i think nissan is a brand that'll fit that pretty well because nissan's kind of a niche sports and economy car maker they don't really have many in-betweens so their kind of specialty is those two categories and i think they'll fit that 
niched electric car pretty well. Now they might even be able to offer some cheaper choices and well, I pray to God some better looking choices than the goddamn Chevy Bolt, which is a piece of shit looking pile of crap. Honestly, I look at that thing and again, like I said, I'm thinking I announced it to fall back. They were still Chevy Bolts sitting on the lot. The whole lot's empty. I think the guy put out a couple old Camaros from his lot, but no, the whole parking lot's empty. Bolts are sitting out there. So Nissan, if you're smart, do not design a freaking Chevy Bolt. Unfortunately, seeing as how it's Nissan, we'll probably get thought as well. But what are you going to do? I mean, overall, if they at least produce some sports cars that are kind of electric-based, at least, at least give us something sporty. Word of news, we have some word from Ford. That is right, Ford is going through another recall. Or, well... They've done a few recently with their Bronco, but this is real big. This is actually an important recall. This is not some faulty roof. This is actually a big deal. This is on level with Chevy's little auto start problem that happened a few years back. Ford is recalling 125,000 vehicles for faulty brakes. Now, out of all the things you want to go wrong in your car, engines and starters, and those are bad. Brakes are the one thing you do not want to have problems with. Not for every Ford vehicle on the market. It's more directed towards its Broncos and its Escapes. Not the Bronco, the Bronco Sport. Basically what is happening, the brakes are kind of having some kind of degradation over time. Now there hasn't been any accidents or injuries, but Ford's kind of catching this in the nub and choosing not to ignore it and addressing it immediately, which I think is the proper way to go about it. You see a problem, you fix it. Don't take the Chevy route and ignore it and hope it goes away, because believe me, it only leads to problems. Like I said, no accidents nor injuries blamed on this, but they're just taking the preemptive approach, which, I mean, if you have a problem, I give them credit. At least they're fixing the damn thing. And other news, we have news from Chrysler. No, no, not, not the brand. The actual brand Chrysler. You know the ones that just make the little cheapy-ass minivans and they used to make the 300? Yeah, no, Chrysler. It's still alive. And guess what? They're coming out with a new Chrysler Airflow. If I remember right, this is an old name badge from a while back. But they announced that they're going to be releasing this Airflow possibly as early as 2023. They've already given a concept car that actually has looked pretty good from the outside. We don't have too many pictures of the interior yet, but the outside does look pretty it's pretty decent. It's your standard issue SUV. It's designed to kind of compete with the Mach-E as it has, I think if I remember correctly, I think they were going to try to get it around 440 miles of range, which is pretty damn good for an electric car. Now, like I said, Chrysler's, well, it's kind of their struggling brand. It's fledgling and kind of dying. But if you're going to have to take a brand that just it's already failed and just make it electric i'd say it wasn't a bad move you're trying to keep dodge as your muscle cars and that and everything else like that and ram as your trucks so you don't want to mess up any of those things but chrysler's already kind of a well it's a dead brand they only make minivans at this point so you can kind of send them off to do something else and not worry about damaging the reputation of the other brands and chrysler well the problem is with chrysler is that it's already a damaged name so when you tack on electric vehicles and you're trying to look futuristic it's a bit of a problem overall. And don't get me wrong, Chrysler has produced some decent vehicles in the past, and 300 was actually, well, it wasn't a bad looking car. And overall, I'd say this is pretty the same. Overall, like, it's got that standard, it's a, kind of a mix, if you, the best guess, the, the best description I'd say, is a mix between a Tesla, a Mach-E, stretched out. It's a four, it's a larger four-door looking SUV, which is kind of lacking in the market of the electric vehicles, which are usually more compact and smaller. So if they kind of, fit that niche market it might not be a bad move from chrysler considering the fact they have well all the moves in the world because they haven't made a move in years and as one reporter put it they're going to get an onslaught of screens i've seen one picture of the interior where 
well, everything is a screen. I swear to God, at this point, I'm pretty sure at some point, the even window controls will probably be a screen. Yes, the window controls. Why not? Put it all as screens. Just make a touch dobby for everything. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, I'm not, can't say I'm looking forward to it, but out of all the moves in Chrysler could have made, it ain't the worst. We'll see if it actually gets made. Again, this is the prototype stage. It hasn't actually been announced entirely yet. They want to have it out by 2023, but like I said, it it wasn't the first time Chrysler has had things kind of get pushed to the wayside, I guess you could say. So we'll see. Anyways, I appreciate you all listening in to this episode of Drunken Car Review. Again, I'm going to kind of keep these a little bit longer, as my last one was a bit shorter. And as I kind of get used to this makeshift kind of studio thing I have built in my closet, I hope it does a little bit better for the body, the body, yes, the body, the video, the video, I'm not making a listening the audio yes the audio quality is hopefully a little bit better and you can listen to my insanity a little bit well easier over well not listening to a car rumbling engine anyways now that i've ranted on for another three minutes and taken up more time i appreciate you all listening i hope you all uh, like and subscribe or if you want to leave a comment i would greatly appreciate it again thank you all on for example ample podcast if you're listening you seem to be taking the lead on my viewership quality. Anyways, I hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye, folks.